Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. What you are about to hear is the sound of the revolution. And we're back. Hey, you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Tramp. Another week, another show. <laughs> Get ready. Here it comes. Come on, let's go. Right? Might be something contagious. Now, The Revolution with Jim and Trav begins. It's good to go. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Dear God, here we go. Celebrate the new year, Jimbo! With come on! Yeah. <laughs> all right. It is a new beginning, an all new year, an all new show. Jimbo even has new underwear. I do have new Does underwear. Santa bring them? Santa. Oh, yes. He's actually wearing Santa's drawers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're, uh, they share things. Mrs. Bunny, new year. How's it going? New year. New you, right? Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't believe in that kind of garbage. Nah. It's like, it is or it's not. I don't know. I don't feel all that rejuvenated. I just have to be a little bit more determined in 2023 to cure my ingrown toenail. And <laughs> She's got a pretty sweet ingrown my, uh, toenail. Yeah. My, my New Year's resolution is, uh, resolution is no more resolutions. There That's you right. go. Just, I'm not into it. Mine is just be the same old POS I've always been. <laughs> there you go. I like it. All right. So we got a great show this week, and we are talking a new beginning. Beginning. Yes, this is a new beginning. It was really right before the show started. Jimbo told me about his all new insulin. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> no, it just, it's a riveting conversation. <laughs> uh, he just doesn't know what to expect. <laughs> all right, so we uh, got a great show. Mrs. Bunny, you're going to join us here in just a second. Oh, it's as fun Joe. Terje Hawkinson just walked into the <laughs> studio. I can smell. She smells like lavender and cat pee. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> scram. She's been working on traps. <laughs> She's limping. She got caught in a bear trap. <laughs> Sorry, people are like, who's Terje Hawkinson? <laughs> all right, scram, internet lady. Uh, so, all right, new beginning on this week's show. Mrs. Buddy, she's obviously, she's on the phone and she's going to join us again in just a second. Yeah. Uh, talk some coyote hunting. We're also going to have Scott Lasath on. Yeah, and uh, of course, Cat Daddy's going to wander in and uh, he's looking for Miss Bunny. And then Mrs. Bunny, she's going to return and she's going to teach us how to sharpen knives. That's right, guys. Brand new products for 2023. Buy our best coming your way. All right, so let's get to Miss Bunny. Mrs. Bunny! And we're talking about coyote hunting. The revolution is on the air with a new beginning. That means we got to get to work. Now, here's the one and only Mrs. Bunny, brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. All right, so Mrs. Bunny, you never went anywhere. (laughs) No, I'm still here with you. All right. Hanging on your every word, babe. Jimbo wants you to sing my way. No, I, I don't even know who sings it. I just know it's, I did it my way. That's all I know. That's, that's the only part I know. And to be really honest, I think I know that only because it was an animated movie that we watched with our kids where Mouse sang it. Yeah. Well, actually, it was written by Paul Anka for uh, Frank Sinatra. Well, there you go. Did Paul Anka play in The Godfather? No. I'm going to make him an awful game with you. He did. No. <laughs> I don't know. Nope. Shut you down. All right. So anyways, <laughs> moving on. Yes. Um, all right. So coyote hunting. There are a lot of coyotes. We need to get out right now. We need to manage coyotes. And you know what? This is also a fantastic way because uh, coyote hunting is really exciting. It's fast paced. It's cool. Great way to yeah. introduce kiddos to hunting. But Mrs. Bunny, 
What yeah. are your January coyote hunting tips? Well, I think this is a great time of year because people aren't, you know, a lot of times uh, through the fall, people aren't as anxious to hunt coyotes because they're more focused on deer. But now that deer seasons are winding down, a lot of people are just done completely. Some late season does and stuff like that left, but not a whole lot. So now we have coyote hunting, predator hunting in general, and we have coyotes that are getting close to uh, having a new litter of pups. You know, they're beginning that whole thing. They are hungry, right? And there's no better time to to take advantage of hunting than when your when your target animal is uh, as dependable as they are on food sources, right? So coyotes can roam up to 100 square miles in search of food in the wintertime. And so this is really where um, if you're expecting to just sit in the same spot every time, you're not likely going to get a coyote. You have to be willing to move around, find some different property, and get at it. So where to hunt? Because they roam, roam so far and wide, you're going to need to have plenty of land. Go out and get permission to hunt private land, farms, woodlots, whatever, in addition to the public hunting areas around your place. Um, livestock, near livestock is ideal, okay, because uh, people are calving right now. Unfortunately, coyotes are going to be opportunists and they're going to be preying on uh, baby calves, but more than that, uh, people feed their animals uh, in the winter, right? So you have your hay and you have your grain on the ground. That brings in field mice and rats and other small critters, rabbits, raccoons, and possums, whatever it might be. And this is ideal for coyotes because these are all just great food sources, right? So if you have people who raise livestock in your area, you kind of have it made if you can get permission to hunt these areas because they will be spending their time there. In the realm of calling, uh, while you can do pups and you can do, um, you know, dominant males and you can do all sorts of things, food really reigns supreme over almost anything else in the coyotes' world. They're all about eating, right? So the bulk of their prey is going to be mice, rats, rodents, birds, raccoons, rabbits, turkeys. So if you have a decent coyote collar, and you don't have to go spend $500, but if you have like a couple hundred dollar electronic coyote collar that has a built-in library, which most of them do anymore, you are going to have those dying rabbit squalls or, you know, squirrels and things like that, that you're going to be able just to play the uh, electronic sound and blast it over the speaker that is built into it. And the, the, the idea of having to do a hand call is completely taken away. And the mystique there, you're going to have it built in and it's going to make the exact sound you need it to. And then it's a waiting game. It is a waiting game of making sure that you're in the right place at the right time and ready to shoot as soon as they show up, right? The, I think the hard thing for most people is that coyotes blend in so well to the grass or oh, the yeah. stalks and the stubble that a lot of times they don't see them coming and in many cases if unless you have an eagle eye and you're glassing they might spot you smell you make you before you ever even see them and you might be under the impression that there was nothing there and you might have blown the hunt before you even started it really they saw you before you saw them so you have to be set up in the right spot you need to make sure that the wind is in the right direction and know that they're going to circle in with the wind and they're going to circle around Around you, and so you need to be kind of on swivel, and uh, you need to make sure that uh, you are ready to shoot as soon as they show up because they are fast. And that's the thing is too, especially with nice e collars, whether you go with Lucky Duck or Fox Pro or you know whoever you prefer. 
uh, set that. And that's nice how you can get that collar out away from you. It is. You it know. takes the, um, the, you know, they they come in with such pinpoint accuracy. They know exactly where the sound is coming from. So if you can set the collar up away from you instead of right next to you, if you have one that has a remote and you can a- activate remote, that's the best because then you, the coyote's eyes are not focused on you per se. You can be situated a distance away and you can bring them into exactly where you want them without having the attention on you. Well, you know, I mean, we hunt coyotes all the time and, you know, like Jeff Nimnick with The Last Stand. I mean, that's one thing he talks about all the time is your setup, you know, the placement of your e-collar and you yes. and how those coyotes, they will always try to get behind you because that's what they do. But yeah, set, they your, around. set yourself up in a position where that's not possible. They yep. can't do that uh, because you are going to get blown every single time. It is yeah. amazing. Seriously, how far that sound travels when you have a good e-collar and, you you know, you're using the right sounds and it's positioned properly with the wind that noise will travel a long way, and you can sometimes see these these coyotes coming in for like a mile. They're just you do. running. And that's, it's that's wild. also the reason you can tend to get several coyotes on one stand alone, just because that 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 sound resonates so far away. And your closer range coyotes, you can take out right away, and you play your sound a few more times or your your sequence a few more times, and you can bring in more. I mean, it's very possible. If you're going to be hunting with kids, um, I would suggest um, if they are young and inexperienced and have a hard time sitting still, I would definitely suggest a ground blind. Otherwise, movement will definitely not be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be doing a whole lot of sitting and nothing else, you know? Maybe pop off a few shots into the hill just for fun for them because you're not gonna have anything come in. I would suggest a a moderate size and economically priced ground blind because it will save you in the long run from the movement alone. Alright, so Mrs. Bunny, is that it? That's it, guys. Hey, that's great. That was Mrs. Bunny talking about <laughs> Talking about coyote hunting. That's right. And uh, coming up next, we got Scott Lasath. Uh, he's the host of Dead Meat, all new season outdoor channel, Mondays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time during the Taste of the Wild block. And the right, Jimbo. That's right. Where you can eat skunk anytime you, you want. You can eat skunk from Uranus. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> uh, Scott Lasath, that joke will make more sense after the break. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good, guys. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. We love your feedback. We listen to you guys like all the time. Oh uh, yeah, I've listened to them forever. It's awesome. Yes. Honestly, I'd rather listen to my computer's exhaust fan. 785-846-7647 is our direct number. Or connect with the boys on social media and at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The Revolution will continue next. Clear your Saturdays. Major League Fishing is back. Yes, son. The competition kicks off with the always exciting Bass Pro Tour. Have a good day today, boys. Followed by all the drama of the General Tire Team Series. I got him. I got that boy. Then wrap up the day with first look highlights on all angles. We have a game plan. I'm feeling really good about this one. Major League Fishing Saturdays. It all begins at noon Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. It's a new beginning this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Let's begin. Now kicking off a two-parter with Scott Lasaf, host of Dead Meat on Sportsman Channel, Fridays 9 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, my outdoor tv this is part one all right hey we're back we're talking a new beginning on this week's show and of course before the break we had miss bunny on talking about coyote hunting which is a big thing going on right now here in the midwest we're back da, 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 da. 
back of the show's good. I don't know. I tried. <laughs> All right, so yes, yeah, Scott Lasseth. This is our uh, roving reporter, as Jimbo likes to say. That's right. Uh, Scott Lasseth. He is the host of the all-new season Dead Meat Outdoor Channel Mondays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. He is coming live from the field. He is in Uranus. <laughs> uh, anyway, Scott, how is the fudge? Is it fudgy there? Have you not been to the Uranus Fudge Factory? No, I've seen all these clips that you said you know, like you're in Uranus and stuff. I was like, oh my god. It's really funny. That I mean, that's it's called Uranus, isn't it? So I, I know it sounds a bit childish, and I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm not childish, but <laughs> totally are. a couple years ago, we're in Missouri on Old Route 66, and we're, we're actually we're going down the freeway. We see this big billboard that says, "The best fudge comes from Uranus." <laughs> Okay. I'm not making this up. This is on the freeway. So we find out that this guy who used to have a strip joint in Rolla, Missouri or somewhere near there. Yes. He, the, the town got mad at him. So, and said they closed him down. So he said, Oh yeah. You think a strip joint is bad. Wait till you see the Uranus fudge factory. <laughs> and so. He's the mayor of Uranus. He wears a red, white, and blue sport coat, a big red, white, and blue cowboy hat. And uh, he gave me a tour of Uranus. And when you walk in, <laughs> they 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 say welcome to Uranus. And when you're when you leave the counter, these cute little normal looking girls are saying, "How would you like your fudge pack?" <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't know whether you can use any of this or not, but it's it's what happens there. And so when we were in Indiana on a hunt in October, we found out, yes, there's a new Uranus fudge factory in Anderson, Indiana. So if you're out there traveling around and you're looking for some good fudge, stop by Uranus. This, now, <laughs> this is what happens when we get Scott on the show. Yeah. He just falls apart. See, that doesn't... It doesn't surprise me because he just got done eating skunk. Okay. <laughs> so it's like fudge from Uranus isn't that uh, far of a stretch. Uh, so, no, let's get into that for a second. Um, one thing I, I love. Uranus? No, let's get into, um, you know, dead meat, all the, the cool stuff you do. Um, but let's talk about eating some critters that people just wouldn't associate with eating. In uh, how about skunks? Skunks, they stink. Does the meat taste like they smell? Well, you know, I I hate to I hate for this to be a spoiler alert, but the the skunk that we ate, it's it had been it had been boiled or it was brined for three days, mm -hmm. boiled until the meat was pulled off the bone, and then breaded and fried. Oh. Now, I did have one piece that was close to that anal gland, Ooh. and. And one of the, there's a theme on this show, isn't there? Yeah. And so yeah. there is now. <laughs> one of one of the things that the, the trapper does is he takes a hypodermic needle and extracts the stinky deal out of the uh, out of the uh, anal gland, yeah. the stent gland. Yeah. And then they sell that for to make lures and deer scents and things like that. They have this little skunk essence in there. Mm -hmm. The problem is a little bit of it leaked. Oh, Just really? a drop or two. So if you can imagine a drop or two of skunk stink going into the meat. So right at that particular area, I took a, 
took a sniff, and I wasn't going to eat that part. Yeah. Because if it smelled like skunk, don't eat it. Seems reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. Around the shoulder and stuff, it was fine. People were going back for seconds. It, it's meat. Well, is it kind of like eating squirrel in a way? I mean, except for the uh, well, scent. But squirrel's good, though. Yeah, squirrel's good. Mm-hmm. I understand that... Uh, you know, back when there were pioneers out there, like Scott Laseth, uh, you know, they ate skunk because they could actually catch him and kill him. Right. They did. If you look at old, you know, trapping uh, stories and, and things like that, these, these, they ate whatever was available. That and, and porcupines and whatever. And porcupines, by the way, is still on our hit list. We haven't gotten to porcupines yet. So for all your listeners out there, get a hold of me if you got some porcupines that need to be eradicated. Oh, they're fun to hunt. Have you ever eaten a uh, coyote? Oh, yeah. I was with this same trapper a couple years ago and had coyote burger. Oh. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, rabies and <laughs> whatever. I mean, coyotes aren't known for being clean animals. Yeah. It tasted like it had no flavor at all. But really? I did not. I did not go medium rare like I would on a beef <laughs> burger. Yeah. I did go, I did cook it to a safe temperature, but uh, the coyote burger, tasteless, had no flavor at all. Now, if you didn't know what you were eating, what would you equate it to? Like the closest thing to it, um, you know, because I doubt you'd be like, oh, this tasteless, uh, yeah, schnauzer, it's coyote. You know, <laughs> I mean, what if you had to equate it to something, what would it be? It was more pork-like than beef-like. Really? Lighter colored. Yeah. And more, less, not more of like bland pork, like pork loin-ish flavor than, than something like, than bacon, obviously. It just, it had very little flavor, but it was, it was just really bland. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I've eaten, I, I took a nice, uh, mountain lion one time, took the back straps. Now, I didn't particularly like them. They were really tough. Didn't have a whole lot of flavor. Matter of fact, I thought I was eating cat, which I was. But uh, have you ever eaten mountain lion? Oh yeah, and there and to me, mountain lion is pork like too. Yeah, uh-huh. same kind of deal. But you're right; it's tough. I mean, mountain lion, especially a more mature animal, you want to go go low and slow and braise that meat until it's really tender and fall apart. Because a mountain lion steak, first of all, I think you want to cook your mountain lion all the way through too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, but. I, you know, a well-done mountain lion steak is going to be, you're, you're going to chip a tooth. So you want to go low and slow on that. Yeah, well, going back to the skunk, that's the only time he does use the old uh, TikTok trend of using NyQuil. <laughs> you see those people that, like, soak their chicken in NyQuil? What? I'm not even joking. I, yeah, right? Have you seen that, Scott? I, I've heard about it. Haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I use DayQuil, personally. Uh, well, that's kind of crazy. If, you know, all those lesser animals, if you will, whether it be possum or... They're all God's animals. You know, yes, they're all taste equally this bad in God's eyes. Um, what do you think <laughs> is one of the most um, bizarre rodents you've ever hunted? In? I mean, it's one thing to hunt. But then to, then to actually eat it. I mean, what do you think is one of the most bizarre rodents? Yeah, the nutria for sure. Um, the, you know, the big swamp rat in Louisiana. We've got them in California now. And California being the smartest state in the, in the U.S., um, oh, yeah. as we all know, the fishing game there says they don't want the hunters that are out there with guns shooting these nutria that have become so out of control in Louisiana they want to handle it themselves. So they'll do a study. They'll get several grants 
And by the time they figure out what to do with it, there'll be another explosion of nutria in the great state of California. But they taste fine. We did, we prepared them like you would pulled pork, mm-hmm. and they tasted like pulled pork. Wow. They're vegetarian. They, they eat good stuff. You know, they're not, they're not eating crap. And so they, they eat good stuff. They taste fine. They're just ugly. You bet. <laughs> hey, we got to take a break, Scott. Can you stick around? Sure. All right. Hey, we're talking with Scott Lakeseth. He's the host of Dead Meat on Outdoor Channel, Monday nights at 930. 30 p.m. Eastern time during the Taste of the Wild Block. Got to watch the all-new season of uh, Dead Meat. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Scott, before we get to a break, more about Dead Meat to get some skunk recipes. Uh, if people want to take you uh, take you porcupine hunting, where can we find you online, buddy? Sportingchef.com is the resource. You can find everything you need from there. You bet. Hey, more Scott Lisa right after this. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. It's classy, it's intriguing, it's sexy, but it's not vulgar. Connect with the boys on social media and at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The Revolution will continue right after these messages. From the flats to the deep blue sea, Saltwater Saturdays features hardworking anglers and the fish they love to fight. As you, the sea, in quest of this fish. Every week, you'll discover new waters, chase challenging species, and experience amazing adventures. You always remember the ones you lost. You don't remember the ones you caught. That's what keeps me coming back. Everything you love about fishing every Saturday morning. Saltwater Saturdays, beginning at 9 a.m., on Outdoor Channel. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back with, with, with a new beginning. The very concept is unimaginable. Now let's get back to Scott Lasaf, host of Dead Meat on Sportsman Channel, Fridays 9 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We are talking a new beginning on this week's show. And before the break, we talked with Scott Laysith, and he's our guest now, but talked about all kinds of strange things as he's eaten in his life. Now, you got to tell us, and I had to look this up, and, and I think Jimbo did too, Surf Scotters. You're there on the, the Salton Sea. I had never heard of a Surf Scotter before. Well, a Surf Scoter. Scoter, shot, okay. Actually, scoter. It, was, it was a two-part show, and we were shooting... Surf scoters, which are not, they're sea ducks. They're not known yeah. for being really good eating ducks. And that, But we were with this cool gal, the guide, uh, Melissa Dodds. In, we're in the San Francisco Bay in these really cool big water boats where you're standing up and shooting surf scoters. And they fly. So you're actually shooting down. They're below... Where you're, you know, normally you're shooting ducks up in the sky. You're shooting mallards that are flying in on you. Mm-hmm. These are actually scooting about four or five feet off the water, just above the decoys. Oh wow! Um, and then we went, we went from there down to the Salton Sea, which is a real freak show. It's, it's in Southern California. It's twice the size of Lake Tahoe. Um, it was created with a breach in the Colorado River that flooded this whole area. Um, eventually this it, salt leached into it. It became a, this giant saltwater lake 
They had resorts, water skiing. They had Corvina, this big saltwater fish from the Sea of Cortez, and tilapia, and all these trophy fish in there. And then the uh, salt, the salt got so bad, everything died. Really? And now it's the hills have eyes. It's a freak show. Oh, there's a place called Salt. Uh, I can't think of the name. The Slab City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a decommissioned naval base that all these people came over and took over and just squatted on, and they've been squatting there since the fifties. No, no electricity, water, no services whatsoever. It's really a strange place. But out on the Salton Sea where we're duck hunting, um, there's no ramps left. Mm-hmm. So you have to basically come in at night, back a truck through four, you know, four wheel drive through this canyon, get to, to put a boat in. There's T posts sticking up everywhere. There used to be, uh, the Navy used to drop bombs into the Salton Sea for targets. And then, but the duck hunting's really good. But you got to ask yourself, you want to eat a duck out of here? Because yeah. If you walk, if you're walking along the top by the shore, it's this crust of fish bones and sand. And if you break through it, it's quicksand. Oh, so you really? want to go with somebody who knows what they're doing on the Salton Sea. Yeah. Now, would you, would you brine those? I mean, they came out of the Salton Sea, uh, which is salty. I brine, I brine everything in the high mountain, uh, gourmet and game bird poultry brine, yeah. game bird and poultry brine. I don't cook a duck pheasant, quail, grouse, whatever, without brining it in that brine first, period. Mm, it's good better. stuff. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, now, kind of moving on for a second, uh, you produce a lot of shows, Mr. Scott. You got The Sporting Chef. Uh, you've got The Fishmonger, which is so cool with Tommy Gomez. Uh, you have um, Stacy Harris. Stacy Lynn Stacey, Harris. Stacy Lynn is hosting The Sporting Chef now, and then we've got Dead Meat, of course, and we've got a new one called Ranch America that starts on March 6th that's about Cattle ranching and cowboys and, and real cowboys. Yeah. Um, Kevin you know, Costner's our first guest. Yeah. He's a real <laughs> cowboy. One of the things that I always ask the real cowboys is, hey, when you get back to the bunkhouse, is there some feller playing guitar in a big hat and the girls are over, the male racing girls are meeting you in the shower? Is that how that works? And they go, no, man, I'm sleeping in the back of my pickup truck. I make 200 bucks a day and I'm working my ass off. <laughs> well, that's the truth. Now, it's really neat, Ranch America, and you're focusing on a, a specific family up there in Northern California, correct? Well, the host of the show is um, in Murphy's, California, which is where we are now. Okay. And he owns a couple of restaurants. He's got 80 head of cattle. Um, he is the person you're going to learn everything through. His name is River Class. Um, but we're all over. We were we were in Riverton, Wyoming, where I, I saw you last, I think. And uh-huh. um, we're on a 54-square-mile ranch in Riverton. Wow. Um chasing cows there. We're in Montana. We went to Cheyenne Frontier Days. Mm. Um, you know, uh, most of the ranches, the beef that we get in the U.S., most of the ranches are coming from ranches that have 50 cows or less. Mm-hmm. And yet there's only there's only four processors in the U.S. that do 90-some-odd percent of the processing. So we're learning a lot about the challenges and, and the costs of what it takes to put meat on the table. A lot like Fishmonger, only on the ground. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's my personal opinion, such a disservice. You know, people watch Yellowstone and crap, and they think that that's real ranching. 
That is not <laughs> at all. Oh, my God. And uh, there is no damn. Except for the shower. There is no train station. The only handsome thing you're going to find in the shower is Scott Laysath. OK. <laughs> and he's going to have a camera. It's weird. <laughs> a little and I'm looking in the mirror. I know. It's weird. <laughs> but, I mean, it is truly hard work. And people don't realize what goes into it. Um, and, and what you see on television and what's really happening is not the case, is it, Mr. Scott? No, it's not. But it. But it certainly has helped the cause to get the show on the air, you know, and people are, you know, Yellowstone has piqued everyone's interest. And, you know, when you watch Yellowstone now, it's not so much about ranching is, yeah. you know, it's it's a soap opera. Yeah. But it's it's got people interested in the spinoffs and all that. And so we're our job is to show people what's really going on out there. Most the majority of ranches are run by women. Because everybody's working. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, if you've got a ranch, there's a really good chance you've got a town job too, because you're not making that much money on your cows. Mm-hmm. It's a tough life. It really is. And the thing is, you know, one thing you have always said is to support your local community, whether it is your fish markets or your local farmers markets or local butchers and ranchers. I mean, this is the way things used to be. And this is how what we should all be doing. Instead of going to big box stores, we need to be shopping locally, don't we? I agree. You go to the big box store, you're going to be supporting a fisherman in Tahiti. Um, (laughs) If you you go to the farmer's market, there's a really good chance there's a rancher that's got a booth right there that's selling his beef, his pork, you know, local vegetables, support the local guys. I, I, you know, the, there's so many places. If you live near a coast, there's a really good chance you can buy fish right off a boat. Um, if you live in an area where there's, you know, there's a lot of cattle ranches, somebody is selling it at the farmer's market. And that's, you know, you want to try, try grass fed, try corn, you know, grain finished, all of that stuff. Try it different ones. But try local stuff and support your local ranchers. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Scott Lakeseth. He's the host of Dead Meat on Outdoor Channel Monday nights at 930 Eastern Time. Exactly during the Taste of Wild block. And this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Mr. Scott, again, all things Dead Meat, Ranch America, the sporting chef, the fishmonger, everything you have going on, buddy. Where can we find you online? Sportingchef.com is the most likely place. You can also go to Outdoor Channel and find out all about our shows. And it's always, as always, it's been fun talking to you guys. You bet. All right, so we got to get to a break. Mr. Scott, God bless you. We love you, buddy. Right back at you guys. Thanks. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And now, some highlights from the show. Don't be so obnoxious. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh. Hmm, that's kind of sad. Uh. Don't move. More thrilling outdoor radio when The Revolution with Jim and Trav. That is true, yes. Yeah. Continues next. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. 
Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's our catfishing guru, the proprietor of the bean hole, and a man with over 250 pairs of overalls, Cat Daddy. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking a new beginning on this week's show. And, of course, a new beginning with Cat Daddy's always fun. That's right. Before the break was Scott Laysap. Yes. He is the host of Dead Meat. Got to watch it Outdoor Channel Mondays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time during the Taste of the Wild block. Mr. Cat Daddy, God bless you, you sexy whiskered man. How's it going? Happy New Year. Hey, <laughs> there now. <laughs> Tell you what, boys, it's a new year. We got new bait. Oh, been out. It's just crazy. Uh, me and my boy Big Fish have been out, you know, picking up dead shad off the banks. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about this a little bit last time, but I haven't stopped since we talked about it last time. I got a five-gallon bucket clear full of shad guts. Oh wow, really? Oh, if you've got man, that, you know, you know what they'd be worth at the store if you bottled them up. You buy twenty dollars a if, pint is what they'd be. If I was buying, I got it would five be nothing. gallons, so man, that's that's like gold nuggets. Yeah, do the conversion. That's eighty-two pints. I don't know. In Canada, it'd be sixty bucks. Now, question for you: <laughs> When you yes, you get them when they're already dead, correct? Yeah, fresh dead. Yeah, fresh dead. Is there a limit on the dead fish you collect versus you catching them live and then dispatching them, or is it the well, same? You know, that's that's a hell of a question. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I tell you, man, I've I've never really inquired about that situation, but I'm fixing to as soon as we get off the phone. Yeah, because I would think <laughs> you know if they're already dead, you know, it's like ah, I don't know, but you know, like how the hell would you prove it? I guess. Well, you- I mean, you know, you can only have so many cadavers, so. <laughs> Post-mortem I autopsy. I that dead Chad. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's cool. Well, be something to check out. That's for damn sure, man, because uh, I hope there ain't no uh, limit on because, boy, I tell you what, we got a buttload of them, man. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, a bunch. And they was, you know, all of them was uh, 16, 17 inches long. That's good size. Chad ever seen them alive. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Now, how long you, five gallons, how long does that last you? Oh man, that lasts me all all summer. No way! Now Seriously. do you bag them up and and uh, freeze them by gallon size or what? No, we bag them up in a uh, uh, like sandwich baggies, Ziploc. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're easy to unfall like that, you know. Oh. And that lasts me all all summer, and then the beginning of uh, uh, the next spring, probably. Holy smokes! Well, I'm telling you, that is a cost-effective way. Uh, to get your bait, because like you said, you're gonna go buy a pint at a time. That is gonna. How much did you say it was a pint? Twenty dollars if you can find oh. them at cheap. Most, most stores gone for twenty four ninety five, twenty five bucks. That's God. more than scotch. How do you think old Johnny Morris pays to keep the lights on? <laughs> He's <laughs> selling shad sides. 
God. And I tell you, man, because, you know, the weather we've been having, you know, it's decent right around 50s and 54, 48. It's it's melting a lot of that ice, and there's even more shad out there along the banks. You get a little wind about 15, 20 mile an hour, and it pushes them all up against the bank. Man, I'm telling you, uh, the catfish are biting really good right now, and it's surprising because uh, usually they get pretty pretty lethargic when the water gets as cold. But, man, when you got them fresh shad dropping out of the ice, ooh, boy, it's on, man. I don't care how cold it is. Yeah, now when you're out there, do you, you, you take a five-gallon bucket, you pick them up, do you actually just cut out the guts and keep that and throw the rest away, or do you keep it all? Well, you see, the first load we went out there, we just cut the guts, you know, and went, went about, about our business. But the, the second time we went out, which is just the other day, we kept all the sides off of them. We shaved the sides off of them, kept the heads off of them, and, and left the guts in the pouch that you cut out. That way it protects them and they don't get freezer burnt. No self-respecting catfish likes freezer burnt. Is there any – oh, it's just terrible, Jim. <laughs> Is there um any part of the fish that you, like, don't use? I mean, do you use everything or would you keep up the pieces that you don't use, grind it, and, like, put it in your garden? Well, you know uh, – I like to feed the fish, so <laughs> I just throw the tail, and, and, and uh, sometimes, you know, when we're out fishing with the guts, I don't leave the gut in the pouch when we're putting them on the hook. Yeah. Because the pouch makes the fish work too hard to get what they're looking for. Oh, okay. And I want to make it easy for them, you know, to come home and jump in a skillet. <laughs> You're just inviting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, it's a heck of a time to go right now, man, because I'm telling you, all along the brush and stuff out on these lakes, these smaller lakes, it don't matter where you go, deep or shallow water. If you get around the brush and and start to unthaw out there, you just throw that old shag gut right up by that edge, and you hang on, man, because they're going to hit like a freight train. Yeah. Now, do you have to – is there any laws you need to consider when you're taking, you know, bait that you acquired yourself and crossing state lines? Uh, is there anything you have to think about, or can you kind of willy-nilly do whatever the hell you want? Well, I mean, you can willy-nilly all you want until you get caught. <laughs> but, uh, the, thing, the thing of it is, if you got an invasive, you know, an, oh, yeah. an species. invasive uh, species, yeah, uh, you don't want to get caught bringing them across anything. Now, most generally, you're all right if they're dead. Yeah. Even though they're invasive species, but they're dead. So, you know, I think you'd be all right there, but don't quote me. <laughs> yeah. Now, Cat Teddy, do you have anything available, man? If people want to get out, let's say they just want to get some tips and learn how to collect these, these, uh, you know, fresh kill shad. Uh, do you have anything available? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All they got to do is just give me a holler and we'll, we'll get something worked out. Sounds good. Uh, what's your website? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Yeah, if you'd like to send a picture or write a letter to Cat Daddy, a love letter maybe, mm-hmm. uh, send it to <clears throat> catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. And Cat Daddy loves getting love letters. Oh, yeah. He does. He reads them all the time. Jimbo <laughs> from Mrs. Bunny. Yeah, Mrs. Bunny sends him all sorts of stuff that she shouldn't. Uh, this <laughs> Been... I know nothing. <laughs> uh, this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out. Yamahamotorsports.com. God bless it, Mr. Cat Daddy. You are the absolute best. We love you so much, buddy. It's the beginning of a new era, boys. Let's get with it. All right, coming up next, Jimbo, who we got? Hey, we've got Mrs. Bunny. She's going to get Jimbo a sharp knife after the break uh, and tell him to go run in the road with him. But All right. You... <laughs> Mrs. Bunny, she told me to hold my wrist. Yeah, she's coming up next. (laughs) Stick around. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. 
You ready? I'm ready when you are. I'm ready. It's time for some dance lessons. You pretty thing, you. But we're not going to do-si-do. This is a saltwater rodeo. Yeah! With some giants on the line. Whoa, baby. Woo! power they've got is unbelievable. When you see them and you throw to them and you see them strike it, they're magnificent fish, I tell you. Bill Dance Saltwater, Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. We're back. It's the revolution with Jim and Trav. Anyway, booyah! Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Buy, 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 or bust, 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 bust. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Hey, we're back. We're talking a new beginning on this week's show, and it's time for Buy or Bust. Cat that is before the break. Uh, Mrs. Buddy, you're back. I'm back, guys. I got new products for the new year, 2023. We're actually going to be able to sharpen our knives. That's I right. think that's like a collective goal for the entire country. Does anybody actually, like, what percentage of the population do you think really knows how to sharpen a knife accurately? Not me. The thing is that there are a lot of electronic sharpeners out there, and I have one myself, but I feel like uh, the you never know exactly how much pressure to put on the knife. You end up with a lot of metal shavings on the counter, and then burrs, <laughs> and I and I think I did more harm than good with the electronic sharpeners. I do. It's just like, it's for me, it's it's kind of, I don't know, it's not, it's not the best situation. I have a whole bunch of, and I would say a drawer full of pocket knives, straight knives, whatever it is, kitchen knives that could use a sharpen. And, and uh, I think the best way to do that is with work sharp sharpeners. They have a, they have a huge product line. We've had several different kinds of their sharpeners, including the electronic ones. I will, I will say not their fault. I just don't know how much pressure to apply. However, they have a new one that is new for 2023 called the Precision Adjust Knife Sharpener. And this is more of a manual labor manual intensive uh, knife sharpen but you, it gives you more control I feel like okay so this is it sits on the uh, table and it's a small apparatus it kind of looks like one of those red dot sites almost but just kind of blown up a little bit it has a little um, collar that comes out in the center that your blade clamps in. This certain collar, the way they've designed it, the important part about this is that you take and you put your knife in there, spine first, right in the center, and you tighten it down, and it holds it the same way every time. So it doesn't matter if it is the, you're sharpening it this time or 30 times down the road. You are certain then that the knife is in there at the exact same angle every single time, mm-hmm. which I think is probably right off the bat the most important thing. Yeah. So you put this in there, you clamp it down, and then at the top, there are a couple of knob adjustments. You can decide based on if it's a kitchen knife, if it's a, if it's a pocket knife, whatever it is, what kind of angle you want on your blade. So we have, I think, 15, 20, 25, 30, you know, anything like that. And then they also all allow one degree increments in between with another knob. So you set the angle, and then there is a little rod that comes down with a um, stone on it, a three-sided stone. So you're going to have coarse, fine, and a fine, cera- a fine diamond, and a fine ceramic. So you have three different options for um, your uh, sharpening, mm-hmm. and you dial it in. You just turn the uh, stone to whichever side you want, 
and then you are able to then go back and forth basically using a sawing motion and just file the blade back and forth from the heel to the tip back and forth until you get the level of um, sharpness that you want right so the idea is that you take and you um, file it on one side you create the burr you flip it over and then you do the exact same amount of motion or work on the other side in order to take the burr off of the other side right and you ideally you come out with a nice sharp knife it takes a lot of the uh, of the guessing out of it and it also puts more control directly in your hand yeah do you remember that movie with uh, Sam Elliott where he walked into a bar and he shaved the guy's face with his Bowie knife oh yeah, yeah. that was a second and then he poured whiskey on it <laughs> um, I would have to drink the whiskey first I just you know I just look at Sam Elliott and I'm like that guy could sharpen a knife <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I you know I always wanted to be one of those cool guys that could just get a like a stone and I sit by the fire with a Budweiser and I sharpen my knife yeah. It just doesn't work like that when you You're have something You're not sitting down like, by the river between two rocks. Just, yeah, you know. I just I throw my knife into a bag of sand and it's sharp. I just doesn't happen yeah. for me. <laughs> you know how I get a new sharp knife? You buy a new knife. I buy a new knife. And the nice thing is, this is $69.95. Oh, that's there not are, bad. There are a lot of really cool knife sharpeners out there. And I've there's one that's a, like Wicked Edge and a, and a few other things that are really cool. But the problem is that they're pretty expensive. And so if this is your first foyer into um, knife sharpening and you don't want to drop a ton of money, then this is a good way to do it. You can really get your um, get your bearings about you and figure out how to do it before you go and drop a whole lot of money. And then now you'll have a drawer full of sharp knives instead of just buying a new one every time. And believe me, at $69.95, you can't hardly buy a decent pocket knife for that price. So, oh, yeah. I mean, no, this is, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great uh, tool to have in your um, kit. And when you get those stones, like those guys are so particular. They're like, I will only use Yeti's urine on my stone. I know, yeah. You know, have you ever read like the deals or the videos and like this is I I purely either virgin oil or um calf blood. I know. You know? I mean, it's yeah, always very precise. It's very like, room temperature, three yeah. drops in a circle. Like, what the hell, man? Really? I know. Yeah. Now, where can we find these things? Anywhere, honest to God, you can buy Workshop Cabela's or Bass Pro or Gander Mountain or like it doesn't even matter. You can probably buy them at your local Walmart. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them straight from Workshop online. The seventy dollars, less than seventy dollars, and you're going to have a good knife sharpening uh, tool at home. If Jimbo buys one, you could just steal it from him. Yeah, you could. He'll never use it. No, Jimbo will. He'll never use it. Then he'll it. just Third go buy person. another knife. Yeah, he'll just go buy another <laughs> knife. That's what he does. Uh, so all right, I so, started off with a machete one time I ended up with a paring knife. I know. That's like, honest to God, that one bunny was talking about that we have. Do we buy it at Bass Pro? Yeah. I feel like it eats the blade. I had a whooshed off that turned into like... I don't know what it turned into. It's like it was more of a hazard than it was anything else by the time we were done with it. Well, it took whooshed off. Yeah. yeah. It took that blade whooshed off all <laughs> yeah, the way. All right. Did. So, Bunny, this is cool. We go to worksharptools.com, learn more about it, called the Precision Adjust Knife Sharpener. We say what? Buy it. Buy it. Check it out. Try it. Tell us what you think of it. Uh, if it's junk, tell us. <laughs> I, I bet it's going to be nice. We're going to order one. I'm going to order us one. Yeah. Because I, I really want to do this. We were talking about this this past week, Jim. We were talking about our knives are so dull here, we need to have new blades. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this is seriously 2023. 
New Year, new blades. That's what it is. I said, our knives are so dull, they will find Jimbo's jokes funny. <laughs> I actually said that. I, they will, I was like, Jimbo's got to tell them about that ticks on catfish jokes. You know, that's, that's a classic. All right, so we got to get to a break. I Miss, was going to do that. I know it, Jimbo. That's a good. Just save that for later. Um, we got to get to a break. Thanks for coming on, buddy. You betcha. I'll talk to you guys later. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We're a beer-drinking, flag-waving good time. Oh, yeah! Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue after these short messages. Chocolate lovers, Michael Horn here along with J.D. Jeremy Dayton. We've got a special offer for them if they love chocolate. Am I right, J.D.? Oh, yeah. Go to vinedabar.com and put in the code CHOCOLATE20. You get 20% off your order. Now, here's the thing. Vine de Bar chocolate is dark chocolate mixed in with the Chardonnay mark. That's the skins of the Chardonnay. So you get all the health benefits of the wine, the health benefits of the dark chocolate, and you get some very delicious chocolate with Himalayan salt, so many great different varieties, but you have to go to the website. It's vinetobar.com, and the code is CHOCOLATE20. You like chocolate, J.D., am I right? Oh, I like me some chocolate too much. Yes. Too much. <laughs> Go to vinetobar.com and put in chocolate 20. You get 20% off your order. Again, vinetobar, V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. The code chocolate, C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E 20. Vine to Bar Chocolate, Chocolate 20. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak. I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But- I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week as we talked about a new beginning. And, of course, we had uh, Mrs. Bunny on, also Scott Layseth, Cat Daddy, and Bunny again. Mrs. Bunny again. Jimbo, this was a fantastic show. All new show in 2023. Last word, big guy. Hey, last word is this year, 2023, get out there and take a bunch of kids out there and teach them about the outdoors, how they can enjoy it and have a great time. Teach them how to sharpen knives. That's right. How to catch catfish and uh, hammer home firearm safety. While you shoot the coyotes. All right, we'll return it next week, boys and girls. Peace out. I think we're going ice fishing. Oh, that'd be great. All right, we'll return next week. Thanks for visiting us online at jimandtrav.com. God bless you in the United States of America.